0: Welcome to the Ken Mack and Coach JB Show. The future of finance is here. Prepare for freedom. Get ready to swallow the red pill because every week we're bringing you cutting edge, real, uncut, raw truths about finance in the world that you think you know to help you prepare for the biggest, shift in generational wealth the world has ever seen. Warriors rise. Get your shit together. Let's go. Warriors rise. All right, everybody. Very excited to present our special guest today, Declan. Now, what we've been working to do is to bring you normal everyday people just like Ken and I to show you what's possible. Yes, we're on the verge of the biggest financial collapse in history, but it's the greatest time in human history, I want to say that again. We're on the verge of the biggest financial collapse in history, but this is the greatest time in human history. And that's what we're here to show you, Warriors. We brought Josh Kim on here at 19 years old. He did his first LBO and Declan is crushing the LBO space. So right now I currently have my first LBO in the pipeline, hoping to close in the next 30 days. Now I want to remind you, we are normal, everyday people doing extraordinary things normal everyday people doing extraordinary things. There is nothing outside of you holding you back warriors. It's not your government. It's not left. It's not right. It's not mask. It's not unmasked. It's the decisions you're making every single day you wake up. It's a choice. And so us through, we we've all made choices to break free from the system, to follow a different system that is allowing us to create financial freedom for our families and not only for our families, but for generations to come. Now, I'll explain again where I came from and then I'll kick it over to Ken and then he'll introduce his special guest. As I stood two and a half years ago, guys, I, you know, 16 years ago, I attempted suicide. I'd lost everything 16 years ago, everything. It looked like my life was over. Read a book called The Secret Manifestation. Simple book, right? They took manifestation and made it very simple. But I realized is I couldn't just sit on the goddamn couch with my fingers under my, my butt here and just say, give me a million dollars. I had to take action. So, with understanding vision boards, visualization, taking massive action, and started following people who were successful, all of a sudden I went from drug addict to bank executive to Growing up in the banking system, going through executive banking school and understand that the banking system is completely rigged, in my opinion, I decided to leave and start a freedom company. Well, during the last three and a half to four years, I lost my money twice, and I finally figured out that I was born into an indoctrination system that kept me just over broke. So I had to rewire my subconscious mind at the same time looking for mentors who were actually doing this. And that was the key to this. I was following mentors who were just selling programs and doing all this shit that weren't actually doing it. They were making money, making money online. And then when I found Ken Mack, this was a normal everyday guy. He worked at McDonald's to start out and he bought his first LBO and he's been doing this for 16 years before he even came onto social media and started bringing this to the forefront. And so now you're looking at three normal everyday guys, two and a half years ago, I was broke and now I've created financial freedom, skilled seven figure companies. I have seven companies uh, going to be closing on our first LBO. But what Ken taught me is truly what the biggest shift in generational wealth is. Cryptocurrency is the biggest change in our economic system. Blockchain is the biggest change in our economic system. We're moving from web 2.0 to web 3.0 from industrial To technical. You're not going to stop the freight train. Not one of you watching this is going to stop the freight train. So you have two choices. You get on the ride and go for the ride of your life or get ran over by it. The fact is, all of us have to get on the train at some point. So, why we want to bring Declan on here, and I'll kick it over to Ken to really talk about uh, their relationship, is Declan is a normal, everyday guy just like us. It's going to be really cool to hear his story. Hopefully, you can see yourself in me and Ken and Declan and know that this is possible for you. But I'll tell you what, this isn't going to be easy. You can't just this isn't easy. Nothing. Nothing good is easy. It takes work. It takes dedication. When you go to the gym and you tear down the muscle, what happens? It looks prettier. You have to tear down the muscle to make it look pretty. So it's not easy to build financial wealth, but it is the best time in history right now to build financial wealth. So I want to kick over to Ken. So Ken, where are you at at this current time? You're in Dubai. Now you're in Poland. (laughs) This guy's all over the world, man.
1: Uh, just watching some of the funny comments there, Ken, are you in prison, mate? It looks like you're in a police station. Well, I'm in the uh, I'm in Eastern Europe here just now, guys, so I'm in Poland. We came here to complete on an acquisition. Uh, I'm currently working on some deals in the, U- in the Ukraine, uh, currently in Poland here. So I might be staying here for, for a little bit longer, um, and maybe I will not be returning to Dubai anytime soon, as we have a few deals in the pipeline here and over in the UK. So, you know, uh, over here in Eastern Europe, it's the land of opportunity. So I love it over here. I love the people, the food, the culture. We had a meetup in Poznań in Poland uh, at the weekend as well, which is really cool. So um, I'm here just now in a, an old kind of Soviet uh, town in the middle of nowhere, but I'm loving life here, guys. Having a lot of fun, and of course, bringing you the Kemak and Coach GV Financial Freedom Show. And of course, uh, we get got Declan, Um, Here, special guest is a mentee of mine from one of the old boot camps, uh, who I thought was very relevant to to bring on to the show to introduce you to somebody who, like me and Coach GB, know we all came from nothing. That's what we have in common. We're just three normal guys that came from nothing. Declan was living in a council estate, uh, just with a determination and a motivation uh, to become somebody better than what he was the day before he had uh, 25 jobs. Uh, and like me, I was sacked from most of them. And I just uh, came to the point where I was completely unemployable. I wasn't able to, uh, just not able to hold a job. I was completely determined to uh, to become a better version of who I was. And like Coach JV, I started from the in fact, the very first book that I read was The Secret as well, which taught me the art of manifestation and the law of attraction, which soon, it turned into the, the law of action after I learned actionable strategies that I could uh, implement in the real world. And that's what I've taught Declan uh, is an actionable set of strategies that he was able to take away, which has allowed him to raise millions of pounds in investment capital. And now there's a, uh, multiple uh, no money down acquisitions, which are now in closing in the UK. So um, I just wanted to uh, Bring Declan on, guys, and show you an example of somebody who has come um, into the LBO space with no knowledge, technical skills. Uh, came from a successful property investing and sourcing uh, background, but of course, I've I've said to you guys before, buying a uh, sort investing in real estate and uh, it is much and such like investing in buying a business. Uh, when you're buying a property, you are. Uh, leveraging the assets to raise debt. And it's exactly the same with uh, buying a business with no money down. So I'm going to kick it over to Declan to make an introduction of who he is, uh, how he's got to where he is today. And, you know, he's only 26 years of age. So he's a, a young guy. And I know that we've got so many young people that have a determination and a motivation to, uh, to get to where we are today. And of course, for me, I never had any mentor back in the day. And uh, you know, Declan is somebody who's leveraged mentors. So I believe that Declan is going to be light years ahead of what you know what where I am today because he's leveraged uh, the right people and he's got the right people around him, around him. So over to you, Declan. I will let you make an introduction to the people. Yep.
2: Hi everyone. I, I hope these are all well to start <laughs> off. And thanks, Ken and Coach, for having me on today as well. It's a great pleasure to be here. So I'll give you a background of myself. Now I am 26 at the moment, and I'm from Glasgow. Now, I don't know how many people in the chat will know Glasgow, but it can be quite a rough area to grow up in. And my mum, you know, was single as well, a single mother growing up. So we didn't have much in life, but what we did have was a lot of love. Now, that, for me, you know, was enough. But when I grew up, you know, and I started to see other people have a lot of different things, things that I wanted, things that i couldn't get i started to question myself you know why why did i not have those things that sent me on a crazy wild goose chase around the internet trying to find things you know get rich quick schemes how could i invest in the stock market with no money uh, how could i start everything in life with no money now as ken said i had 25 jobs since the age of 18 those jobs you know detailed and absolutely anything from, again, working at McDonald's like Ken, I have worked in shop floors, I was a sports coach for a number of years, believe it or not, and I was an accountant for about two years as well. So, you know, from those jobs, I believe that actually made me who I am today, because meeting people and dealing with people on a daily basis, you build up your skills, you build up your people knowledge, and that to me was very important. So how I got started in my business journey was in property, you know, I joined a property course, and there's a funny story behind that as well, now, I was I was a student actually, when, when I'd done this and took this leap of faith, I was a student, and I didn't have any money, I went to a free webinar, and that free webinar, you know, set my world alight, and I wanted to, I had to get involved, you know, I had to get on the higher program, I had to do it, if I didn't, I knew I would have to go back to my college and my side job, and I just couldn't do it anymore. I decided that my anxiety was enough. You know, it take it over me. It took control of me at that point. So for me to get out of that, I had to go find a way to get onto this program. Now, I've done that through leveraging people, which you'll figure out in a bit. I, I have mastered leveraging people, whether it's their knowledge, their skills, other people's money. I have mastered this. So I set out after that free webinar, and I raised money. I raised money from someone who was willing to believe in me and he was he was believing in the fact that I was going to go on this property course, I was going to do well for myself and I was going to give him a cut of each deal that I'd done. Now, I went on that property course and right enough, it did change my life. Now, i done many property deals with no money. You know, I, I was raising funds on LinkedIn, I was raising funds on Instagram and I was simply taking those funds and turning it into more money and that was my profit. People were getting good deals, I was getting experience, and I was getting an income as well, but what I realised quite quickly about that was, you know, property's good, it's great, but, you know, I have massive plans in life, you know, I I know, I know my worth as an individual, and I didn't think property was going to provide me with that, so I started looking into other things. Crypto was one of them, you know, I'm, I'm highly invested in, in some crypto as well, but I understand that crypto is a volatile market. You know, it's not a get-rich-quick scheme either. So I wanted to I wanted to understand business a bit more. And this is where Ken came into play. So I met Ken about a year ago now, actually. And I just, we, you know, we, we hit it off. Me and Ken, you know, we, we're both from Scotland, although we, we are both residents of the world now. Um, we, we grew up in Scotland. You know, we have a similar background where we came from nothing. And Ken's story resonated with me. So, again, I got that feeling in the pit of my stomach again. I had to do this. You know, I knew property. I knew the potential in life. But to take that next step, I had to go on Ken's course. And, again, you know, we we were making some money from property. But we weren't making a lot. You know, we were getting by. Now, I know and I, I just knew I had to go out and raise the money. And, again, I did. I went out and raised the money. I went on Ken's, Ken's course. And within three months, you know, we had deals coming out of our ears. We had so many deals. And what I found was it was a lot easier than property as well, actually, because if you've got someone selling a property, they've probably grew up in that property. They've had kids growing up in that property. And they have so many memories attached to that. So they are so emotionally attached to that property. So I found that dealing with a business, you know, you're dealing with a business owner who knows business. So it's a lot easier to speak to them than speak to a property owner. So we were closing deals left, right and centre at that stage. And again, I clicked back into my raising fund stage and I went out and I think we raised £3 million upwards in the first six months of doing this. So that really kicked me on. And then we decided that we're going to partner with Ken as well. So right now in the stage I'm at at the moment is I'm building a nursery group in the UK Now, my plan is, you know, we're going to become one of the biggest groups in the UK within five years. Now, that's not a debate. You know, that's going to happen, and we're doing it at a rapid pace. We have four deals in legals right now, and we have another seven deals agreed at the moment. So, we've, you know, kicked this up in January. We're going to kick more marketing. We're going to get more serious with this. I'm going to raise more funds, and you better believe it. You know, we're going to become one of the biggest in the UK, by far the biggest in Scotland. That's a quick introduction to myself. I don't know if Ken or Coach has any questions you want to ask me. It'd be be great to answer them.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll jump in there real quick. Guys, so the question one of the questions I have is how did you overcome like any obstacle? Like for example, I mean that's a lot. You come from a single mom, right? Tough neighborhood, tough area to grow up in how did you overcome, like, you know, you went into the get rich quick and you're like, wow, how did you overcome those obstacles to get to that point, to get the confidence to go out and to raise money and things like that? I think that's the biggest thing that people struggle with, right? So we, they're seeing the end result now, right? You're out there just crushing it. I believe, too, you put it into existence. You are going to be the dominant force in that that industry. But what was the obstacles you faced and how did you overcome them to keep going?
2: yeah. For me, it was, it was my anxiety that actually started this whole process. So I grew up with depression. I've, I've lost eight friends and I'm only 26. So I grew up with anxiety. I grew up with depression in my life. And it was one day I was in the house and I decided, you know, I can't live like this anymore. So that set me on my journey. And how I got over, I think it's actually called imposter syndrome. You know, feeling that you're not welcome in a room of people who are doing massive things. And I was I was like that at the start as well. You know, I, I used to even even just speaking to Ken on, on the first phone call. You know, Ken was a superstar to me and, and I, I was in awe of him. You know, he has done what I wanted to do. But what I did understand was, you know, when, when I was on Ken's boot camp, not many, not many spoke up. Not many people raised their hands to chat. Well, I know if I put my hand up in a room of people to chat, guess who they're going to remember? They're going to remember me. They're going to want to follow me on social media. They're going to want to see my journey. So I understand, again, it's just leveraging people, understanding that everyone is human. You know, not one of us in this group or in, in this call here, you know, is is better than anyone else in the world. You know, we are all human beings. We all have the same time in one day to get things done. Now, it's what you do in that time that matters. So just understand that everyone has the capability it's just about changing the mindset changing what you think is possible and then anything's achievable in life yeah so for think- me again it was just it was just simply taking an opportunity if an opportunity comes your way make sure that you jump on it you know i i i am known everywhere i go now because of my social media you know we do a lot of facebook ads everywhere we go people want to speak to me because i put myself out there I'm not shy of anything. You know, I I just take the opportunity when it comes my way.
0: That's amazing. Like people don't understand the power, the power of community, the power of connecting, the power of networking. When I went to go meet Ken in Dubai, we met so many connections and putting yourself out there. Like you said, like in in one thing is don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Right. There's always going to be, I, one thing I want to ask you is a question because we get this a lot is, have you dealt with a lot of haters that you're out there so heavily right so how have you dealt with haters in this type of industry people telling you i mean what are some of the things you've dealt with and how did you overcome that as well
2: yeah so you know i, I think if you're on social media you're going to get hate i i just i just tend to not listen to it mm-hmm. or oh, what well, i do i do look through the comments you know because if, if there's some constructive criticism i'm all for it i take it all on board but with haters you know these people Look back in a year's time, it'll be the same people commenting on your posts. No. You'll be so much further than what they are. You'll be sitting in the same place, saying the same stuff, day in and day out. So, you know, haters to me, yeah, they're motivators, you know. They motivate me to go and do more. And the only person that I'm ever in competition with anyway is myself. You know, I don't compare myself to anyone. I don't think I'm better than anyone. I'm just simply trying to be better than what I was yesterday, what I was last year. So these people, you know, who who want to hate online, they, they just live a, a sad existence in my eyes. Mm. And to get over that, you know, when I did start out, I, I was on TikTok and I've had, you know, posts and all over social media about me. I've had groups created about me because raising finance. You know, I was in a crypto chat about six months ago and I was speaking about investment and raising funds to to do acquisitions. And people couldn't grasp the fact that I was doing that. They were, well, what is the risk? You know, you're only, the people were calling it a Ponzi scheme. Sure, uh, But it's just because people don't understand. I don't blame these people as well. I actually feel quite sorry for them, you know, because they, they haven't opened up their mind yet. They just yeah. they aren't willing to accept, you know, that what you get taught in school isn't real. They're not willing to accept that there's a different world out there if you just open up your mind and you just believe. So while I'm out there raising, you know, millions of pounds, these people are sitting in a group chat slagging my TikToks. Who's winning in life? That's I
1: where think, I am uh, People are just angry at themselves. Um, you know, when they're hating, they're really just hating on them because you're a reflection of who they want to be, but they just haven't grasped the strategy and the concept they've been able to do it for themselves. So, like, even though you know we can use them as a, as a motivation, but also you know it's uh, you know maybe good to try and help the haters to help them understand um, you know what they're doing wrong, so they can become more self-aware and maybe give them strategies so that they can try and do it for themselves. Um, it's not a very nice hating. It's not a very nice thing hating, but uh, that was the conclusion I came to: was that they're just angry at themselves. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the imposter syndrome as well. You know, I, I funnily enough, had the imposter syndrome myself. I gave nothing. So, you know, for me, it was a pretty big deal sitting in a room with CEOs of a company doing 40, 50 million in revenues. I just felt like I shouldn't be there. And then sitting in a room with, you know, very successful people, multimillionaires, I felt weird. It felt very strange for me. It actually took me quite a long time for me to get my head around that. Um, so right, right the way through my, uh, even my 20s. It took me a long time. I'm a pretty slow learner, to be fair. So you now you're seeing a lot of things that are resonating with me as well. Uh, you know, from coming from a very poor, uh, yeah, I came from nothing. So, and very working class programming. So it's been a bit of a slow e- evolution for me uh, compared to maybe other people that are uh, been in my game for the same amount of time. But I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to uh, polish myself up and say I've been a fast learner, but overnight success. Mm-hmm. My success has been pretty slow to be fair. So, uh, you know, it's very interesting. You're know, just listening. You're seeing a lot of things that happened that, that I could resonate with myself. Yeah. I think it's the
2: same as, you know, hate doesn't just come from, you know, online as well. And doubt doesn't come from online. You know, if I had listened to my own family, even, you know, I, I would still be stuck in a, in a university somewhere with probably 20K plus of debt with no line to go forward and progressing you know i've been going into the corporate world and having to work for 20 years just to make what i made last month in a full year so what i do now is i don't speak business with people who aren't in business because there's no use you know it it, you wouldn't take financial advice from a dentist
1: Hmm. that's simple you are got to be a chameleon and blend into all of the different environments. And for me, coming, again, from nothing, I learned to you uh, know having a strong Scottish accent as well, to be a chameleon with my accent. So my accent will blend into the environments that are with. them. I'm sitting with millionaires millionaire and billionaires, i want to be able to um, be a chameleon within that environment. If I want to socialise with the old friends that are not in business, I want to enjoy myself and just speak to them about the things that uh, – resonate with that energy and frequency and situation. So you're right in what you're saying there about uh, why would you try and force a conversation on people that just really don't care?
0: Yeah. And I found too, like being your true self, like for example, look at the way I dress, right? I dress like this all the time. I'm very dressed up as a t-shirt for me. So I, I made a commitment to myself that I would never change who I am for anybody, right? Or mold to anybody's idea of what it's successful success. I used to wear a suit, you know, I had a 535 IB. I was all decked out all the time. There's nothing wrong with that. But there was like this image of success as a banker, right? And this is my image of success. And it's it's so interesting when you just hold yourself a certain way, chest, proud, chin up, and you walk into a room, it doesn't matter how you're dressed, it's how you present yourself. How your vibration on how you feel and how you make others feel. I think that's really important too. On how you make others feel and like how you navigate through haters as well. What I learned too is that the more hate, I mean, I get thousands of hate messages all the time, and it's just those are just unconverted people. They just don't understand. I really have empathy for them. I'm like, man, you just if you knew how I felt and you really understood how I felt, I'd really like to teach you. And ironically, a lot of those people join the program and they become my friend and they become part of our ecosystem. Cause the reason why they're taking time to hate is they want to understand what you're doing. Like you said. So how, how was it closing your first deal? Like, what was it like? Like I'm actually going through my first LVO deal right now closing. And uh, I, so I feel like, you know, I'm sharing this in front of my mentor right here. Like I, yesterday, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I'm nervous. I feel like it's, I like this feeling because I'm really fucking uncomfortable right now. I'm like, oh my God. Like, I'm like, okay, what can, what do I do next? What do I do next? You know, I'm just being honest, just being truly honest. And so that, that feeling for everybody is normal, right? That you want that feeling. So how did it feel going through your first deal? Did it feel uncomfortable? Like for me right now, I feel like I'm totally out of my wheelhouse.
2: Yeah, I think it's, it's definitely uncomfortable, you know, but along with that comes the excitement. And then comes the disbelief, and then becomes the belief. You know, there, there's so many emotions going around in your head with the first deal, and I think it's almost like anything. You don't truly believe it until it actually happens and it's done. And then you, and then you, your mind says, "Okay, I've done it once, so I can do it twice. If I can do it twice, I can do it four times." Now that for me was a big thing, was understanding that this is actually achievable because my brain, growing up, was you know subconsciously built to not believe you know my whole thought around wealth and success was it was only for the people who had money money didn't grow on trees etc etc so for me doing my first deal I had to change everything I had to change the subconscious thoughts I had to change absolutely everything in terms of my life you know, just to get that deal over the line. Because if I had the, those doubts kicking about every day, it would probably not have happened. Now, I'm going down in January to meet my staff again. You know, that's amazing to me. I I have people now who rely on me. I have people who, who want to see me succeed. And, you know, that that's the great thing about buying businesses. You're buying people. And, and that's amazing to me. So, yeah, it was, it, was, it was scary. It was exciting. But it was all worth it. And, and once you do it, you know, once you get it across that line, and remember as well, we've done this with absolutely no money. We've done this with nothing. You know, we, we created debt within a company and bought it out that way. So for us, you know, this didn't cost anything as well. And that, you know, is is a great example of how you can create wealth with having nothing at all. Yeah. And, you know, that's important
1: be able to touch it smell it and feel it uh, and mm-hmm. until you touch it smell it and feel it then it's hard to get your head around it so mm-hmm. what once you take what, once you take the time to uh, to learn the process touch smell and feel it then it becomes a drug and you want to have more you want to have more and you know I encourage anybody to go out there anybody it doesn't matter what walk of life you've come from it doesn't matter how much money you've got in the bank. It's just a number, it's just a, it's a piece of paper that they made you believe it's worth something. So whether you're working at McDonald's, or you're sitting there in your house, and you get no money in the bank, it's a mindset. You've got to get the mindset first. And once you get the mindset first, then you really can come from nothing and create something. And I think it's a, it's a misconception that it takes money to make money. We, we spoke about some tactics last week yeah. And I went through an agenda with you guys and it was explaining how you can make something from nothing and how it doesn't take money to make money. We spoke about how to create a, a window cleaning business. We spoke about how to maximize revenue from your real estate. So it all starts inside the mind. And as Coach JB says, your reticular activating system, your subconscious mind programming. When you were, uh, just just a question for you uh, Declan, when you raised your first million, how did how did you know? Like coming from no money, like a million pounds is, is a lot of money. Okay, let's face it, it's a lot of money. How did it make you feel, or what what was the feeling that you had when you were, when you successfully raised that first uh, million? That's what, for the people in the USA listening. That's what one point three million dollars.
2: Yeah, it, it made me feel great. You know, I, but it wasn't it wasn't overnight again. It was over a period of time and being consistent on social media. Now, LinkedIn is a great platform for raising finance or for finding businesses to buy as well. So I was working, I post two or three times a day, every single day on LinkedIn. Now, back then, I used to post just to raise finance and it never worked for me. So I wasn't getting any results. So when I started this journey, I changed my whole process of just trying to help one person if I could help one person change their life the way I was at that point, that was enough for me. And with that, with the journey that I was sharing, people just seemed to gravitate towards it. They liked what I was doing. And then, you know, someone reached out to me and wanted to invest with us. Now, to me, again, imposter syndrome kicked in because a million pounds to me, you know, that, that's a lot of money. So... I had, to, I had to then get in my, own he- in my own head. I had to take back control and not pass on control to them. Because, look, they need me as much as I need them. If they want their million pounds to turn into more, they need my knowledge. They need my experience. So, you know, th- these people have money. But without you, they, they won't be able to grow that. So that- that's the way I looked at it. It was exciting. You know, we- we're obviously going to utilise that million pounds or three million that we've raised now and turn it into generational wealth, not just for myself, but for business partners, for absolutely everyone involved in those deals. And I always look at everything, you know, in a five-year period. So I know that raising that one million pounds, what we're going to do with that in five years will be astronomical. We'll turn that into a hundred million.
0: Yeah. And I think one thing that's really important to dive into what you talked about is people think that like, for example, you have to have the money, you have to have the knowledge And you have to have the resources. You can have one of those three. Right. And you bring those people together. That's my expertise. Like I have knowledge in banking. I understand the banking system and economics. Right. And I'm also a great connector. I'm great at connecting people all over the world. And so that's my skill. And I went through imposter syndrome too recently, very recently. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, do I deserve this? Like, am I supposed to be teaching this? Am I, and, and I really realized what I'm good at is connecting people. And so and there's some people that are really good at having a lot of money and, and maybe they had money from the past or, or, or things that they created before. And so if I can take the money, people with the money, find a really good deal by connecting the people that's everybody has their important role, just like in life, right? Every single person's Like if I shoe horses and you grew corn in the past, you know, I would go to you, give you some, uh, shoe your horses and you would give me some corn, right? The barter system. And I think that's where people get so caught up and I have to know everything before I get started. And, you know, as I go through the process with candidates, it's like, I'm sure after we do a couple LBOs and we keep going through the system and pro- like I, the way I explain it to people is my daughter just started a job as a barista at a, coffee shop, right? She wants to own a coffee shop. And so I remember when she first started at the coffee shop, she was so freaked out. We're doing her cue cards. She couldn't, she had to learn all the drinks. She, her first couple of days were a disaster. She was said she was upset. One day she was crying because, and now she's training other people on how to you like she did it. What happened is she did it consistently over and over and over and over again, and then all of a sudden it becomes an automatic activity. Right now she can make drinks and hey Mrs. Jones, oh you like an iced tea. And so I think that's where people really need to revisit. Like you all, you've all done this before. You've all gone into a job and you were nervous and you went through the process of learning the job, and now you're an expert at your job. You're bored now, but you work for somebody else. That's a problem. you were in a overbooked system. So it's like anything else, right?
2: I think as well, you know, I, I've always positioned myself to not be the smartest person in the room because if I'm the smartest person in the room, I'm in the wrong room for starters and I won't learn very much. So so I always try and position myself and put myself into a situation where I'm always learning. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and the way that I look at business as well is I'm not doing this to create myself another job. I've had 25 jobs. I don't want another job. So. You know, the the way that we are we the way that we are structuring every deal that we do is we don't have to go in there and operate. Mm-hmm. Because I I know very little about a nursery. I wouldn't be able to manage a nursery on my own. So I just leverage people again. I leverage their experience, I leverage their time, and they simply run the business for me. And me and Ken actually spoke about this the other day. When you buy a business. You aren't buying the business, you're buying the people and the people who run the business for you anyway. Now, that to me is amazing and that's why we're doing it.
0: Yeah, that, that's and also too, like you think about when we go in and buy companies, it's like you're you're also keeping the legacy alive. That's what I shared with the business owner. I'm like, you're keeping the legacy alive for these people. And then say there's somebody within that business that has the ability to run that business, you're also giving them an opportunity, which is amazing. Like, there's so much positive that goes into this. So what I found too is um, I was just talking to uh, a lady, and it's not really an essential business that would align with an LBO, proper LBO, but um, this baby boomer just is shutting his business down. He just doesn't know he doesn't know there's people out there that may want to purchase his company and i think that's can ken can you talk about that a little bit Mm -hmm. like how many qualified lbos there are because i think people don't realize like so for example if i'm a baby boomer right now in this economy and i know how to make bullets right and i don't know economics i don't know macro micro all i see what's on cnn and fox uh the stock market's overvalued that's all they hear the fud all the time right and so they're like i just want the hell out so often their kids don't want to take over the business because they see their parents you know stressed and arguing all the time and so what, what is there a lot of qualified businesses in america uk and and do do business owners know that people want to buy their businesses
1: Yeah, so just uh, touching on what Declan said, you know, you are, uh, when you're buying a business, you're buying the people, and then the people build the business. So I think that's the first concept that people need to get their head around. And in terms of qualified leads, um, like we have a deal on the table now, uh, yourself and myself. And yeah, if the business doesn't sell, then it's going to end up closing. And this is what happens a lot of the time. You know, it could be through ill health, you know, somebody who's unwell. That uh, doesn't know how to take a business to market, and you know a lot of the time these businesses end up just closing the door, and it's taken them, you know, a generation to build the business up. And uh, a lot of the time they're just happy to find somebody who can continue the legacy of the business. And uh, you know a lot of the time when we're looking at these deals, these are profitable businesses that people have made a good living from. They have made money from, so these are not distressed businesses. And usually, you know, anything that they get on top, um, you know, when they get A good sale price, you know, a reasonable amount of money for the business. Um, Anything else is a bonus. And that's the nice thing about buying a profitable business is that it's more likely uh, to get a leverage buyout on a profitable business than it is to find a business that's, say, distressed. Why would you want to buy a business that's not producing any profit, that's over leveraged with debt? Um, So there are so many deals out there um, just now between people who are looking to, to retire. And you'll be very surprised that a lot of the business owners, they're 70, they're 80 years of age. Some nearly ninety. Um, that you know, it is time for them to sell the business and move it on to somebody who can care for the business, who can grow the business, continue the legacy of the business. Yep. You now, our our demographic has been the the baby boomers even before the pandemic. So the baby boomers they're retiring at ten thousand a day. Wow. That's a lot of people retiring. So you know, for me, that was the opportunity. So the greatest transfer of wealth that the world has ever seen was seventy eight trillion. Was the last time that I seen the calculation of businesses which are going to transition over the next 10 years. Um, So that's really where the opportunity is right now. So that's so many times greater than crypto because that's how many established businesses that have been around for a long time are going to find a new business owner. And that's what we're trying to capitalize on, now. that transition of business owners across many different industries. But now we're being more careful than ever making sure that we buy businesses that have not only stood the test of time, But can also survive a very unique set of economic circumstances of uncertainty. Uh, Yes, we're buying the fear, ethically buying the fear. You know, people, they're scared now because they've seen loved ones die. They're not, you know, they've decided that maybe I don't want to be working in this business at 70 years of age, you know, in a a global pandemic situation. Maybe I want to sell my business and enjoy what I've got less. They're more motivated than ever to move these businesses on. So that's why I believe, that 2022 is gonna be the greatest, it's gonna be the greatest opportunity uh, in the history of the world. You know, between 2022 2025 to buy businesses at the highest level of fear as they continue to push these variants and yeah. the fear on the market. So um I think by overlooking this opportunity will be the biggest mistake that the people who are listening to this now make yes, we can make money in crypto, but it is the wild west. It's uncertain. We don't. You can see, you know, a two, a two trillion dollar market cap industry does. The, the news It negatively affects the markets heavily negatively affects the markets, and you can go from profits to loss. And there's a lot of emotions involved as well. But are buying a business, you're buying certainty. You get stability. You get immediate cash flow. It's, it stood the test of time, and the, and the beautiful thing is that you can buy these businesses with no money down. Leverage buyout—yes, some people might call it a scam, whatever. But I've been in this business for a long time, guys. Just go, take yourself onto Google, go on Investopedia, and Google leverage buyout. It's like buying a buying a house with a mortgage, with a few more mechanics attached. Once you take some time to get your head around the concept, it's pretty straightforward just a, just a question for you there declan um like when you first start you're going through your your younger days you know your youthful days 18 19 leaving school in and out of jobs what was the mindset that you had what what was it that you had living paycheck to paycheck that made you take the decision to step forward get yourself into business and build a a, a better life for yourselves i'm sure there's many people that are watching this now that are Perhaps in that situation where they're sitting at their desk in a job, they've got no money, and maybe they want to do what you've done. How? What steps can they take that you took to train the mindset that you had? Where did it all start for you?
2: Yeah, I think I, I touched on it briefly earlier that, you know, for me, it was it, it was my anxiety, you know, it had a grip of me. Now, it you know, to, to get rid of that and, and to control that, it took me a long time. I, I just started one day by Googling how can I get rid of my anxiety? Mm. You know, that led me down a, a huge um, whirlwind uh, path, so to speak, you know, where I was chasing my tail most times. I was learning. I was trying 101 things just to find my routine. You know, I've tried everything. I've tried getting up at five in the morning. I, I do cold showers every day. Um, you know, I do cold expeditions. I meditate, but, you know, I I tried many other things that didn't work for me. So for me, it was trying things out, understanding that it is possible, you know, and I I was actually going to say earlier as well, I started doing things that I wanted to achieve further down the line. So I started going and viewing my dream home Mm. when I didn't have any money in my bank, I started test driving cars when I didn't have any money in my bank. Sometimes I, I would get sent away and laughed at, you know, you're you're twenty one, who do you think you are? Um, you know, but I started visualising and to get to that point I had to learn a lot. So YouTube YouTube is your best friend, I say, because it has you know, there's so much knowledge on here about how to change your mindset, about how to become successful, how to become wealthy, um, and how to how to have the life that you want to live. So YouTube for me was great, jumping on paid mentorships because most of the stuff you do find on YouTube, of course, is it's not the top level knowledge. Now, people are going to charge for that, of course. Now, I was all in for paying for training, even though I didn't have money. I knew that if if I have, I've always been someone who if I wanted to achieve something, I would achieve it. I was a boxer when I was younger. I wanted to become good at boxing. I got my nose broke five times I've broke my ribs like four or five times I've broke my foot in boxing and um, I've had many injuries but every time I turn back to the gym the next day with the attitude that I will achieve what I want to achieve so that as well you know just having the mindset of never give up never give in and, and let's try and push on and and get to somewhere you know where I want to get to so visualization the realization but also taking action you know whatever you learn if you read a book don't read it once. Read it five times, you know, but go out there and actually do the steps that it's telling you to do. Because without that, you know, if you go on even Ken's programme, Ken, I, I think there was 10 of us on your programme. You know, I, I, I would like to see, um, you know, whether all at now in terms of how many of them took action, you know, how many of them went out and bought a business. Because I know when i done my property course, there was two of us, who actually went and took the action required and it was me and my business partner now <laughs> who actually went out there and done it because I realized that this guy who's my business partner now was wanting to actually do something with his life. I wanted to do the same thing. We came from the same background. We went out there, applied and now, you know, we're reaping the rewards.
0: Yeah, that's, you know, it's so ironic. We, we say in the Warrior Academy out of 100 people, there's only one warrior. Only one warrior will make it through it because we have a, a 120 day challenge, right? Out of 100 people, one person will go all the way through. And it's just, it's always inspiring to hear, the, to meet the people who are the one, right? We're the one, you're the one. I believe all these people watch us are one. And that goes right. There's a question on here that goes right into that. There's a guy, Joshua, said, I understand the mindset and sacrifice, but should I just drop my original job to try to put any more money into, um, this uh, with taking care of my family in a new home. My And I'll pass it around the room. So basically what he's saying is, you know, I, I, this is motivational. This is inspiring, but you know, should I just drop my job to jump into this? Here's my recommendation, Joshua. What I did was is I, and I'm not, this is not what I'm recommending. I ju- I had a high paid vice president job. I had a new home just like you I had all the stuff. And I jumped out of corporate America, no net, no plan B. Now that's how I operate. I don't like a fucking plan B. I don't do plan B's. I don't, they don't work well for me. I went full bore, but I I had the, Mental training to get through that. I, I lost all my money. I, I almost lost my business, but I stayed focused. So, what I would recommend, if you're looking at the LBO space, is you can do LBOs while you're in your corporate job, and you could let your side hustle take over your main hustle and slowly transition yourself out. So, you really have to. To me, you know, and I'll kick it around the room to see uh, feedback. Is um, is for me? if you have the mindset of a warrior and you just have to, and you also have to make sure your partner is, is ride or die. They're locked in with you because it's going to be a rough journey If you just jump out of corporate America, no net, right? Because there's a learning process. Like my daughter, I talked about that, the barista thing, right? She's making coffee. You have to learn the process, right? So it's, and you also don't want something you don't deserve when you're not ready for it. I always say that you don't want something you don't deserve when you're not ready for it. You don't want to, you know, like, for example, I feel very comfortable going into LBOs because I have Ken as my mentor. He's my mentor. He's walking me through it. It's like, I'm, I'm karate kid. He's Mr. Miyagi, right? He's like, wax on. Wax off. And I just keep doing that. And eventually I'll probably be going, helping somebody else. Wax on, wax off, right? And then Ken will be, you know, in the dojo there. I'm just kidding. but You know, that basically that's that's what I, that would be my recommendation. Um, Now, if you're a warrior and you can go full bore, go for it. But I think the thing that you put in your comment made me think that you should slowly, you can do LBOs. Well, you have your job because you said well taking care of my family and new home so that's something that's going to be on your mind the whole time and that will take up very valuable subconscious mind programming space that you need to move forward into the lbo so uh ken and then we'll kick it over to Declan. what do you guys think
1: yeah so um yeah you, you can't go at the, the these things alone um, you know you just there, there's so much information out there but it's just getting access to the right information. <laughs> And uh, I just want to say as well if you guys that are listening to this now appreciate the Declan story and us bringing Declan on, please smash up the like button, and show your appreciation because it means a lot to us, guys. Yes. Um, but you know, you, this is why I created the Business Buying Challenge because it's just an inexpensive five day program that you can join. It costs next to nothing. The Come and join us. And in fact, right after we finish this, I've got our VIP mastermind, which has been much anticipated for six months. So anybody that comes in VIP, um, it's going to be in one hour from now. We're going to have the Mastermind event with uh, myself and uh, Lewis Crompton. It's going to be a generational wealth creation mastermind. And you guys can join us live. Uh, So so those who are joining now will get to join the VIP Mastermind. It's a a one-time event. Anybody who joins after will be watching the recording only. Um, But, yeah, it's – can can anybody do this, you know – I don't think anybody can anybody can do this. Like, what do you think, Declan? So, I, I'll tell you
2: my journey. That's all I can speak on, of course, is the yeah. route that I took. Now, the route that I took was I burnt all bridges because that's the type of guy I am. If I was in a job, and now you, you've got to remember this part, though, this is vital in my story. The job that I was doing, I hated. Now, if you have a job that you don't particularly hate, but you just want something more, then that's different, okay? But the job I was in, I hated it. I hated waking up in the morning with an alarm going off. You know, I hated that sound of my alarm. And then I knew I had a day of going to work, that I was going to come home. I knew I had to get up the next day, rinse and repeat. So for me, I had to burn all bridges because I knew it would have took me back to the dark place that I was in previously. So I, you know, simply gave up. I walked out of my job. Now, that might not work for you, Remember, I have a daughter as well. I have people I have to provide for. So I put my back against the wall and I burnt all bridges because I knew I had to go out there and do it. Now, I, I believe that's what's made me successful in life or made, um, you know, relatively successful at this point. There's still a lot to come. Um, but, you know, where I'm at today is simply because I've burnt all bridges and, and I've made sure that if my family want to eat, I have to, I have to do good you know I have to perform. And that, for me is um, important in life, you know, and I have that at the back of my head every day. I think they, they call it your why. Yeah. So you have your why in your head every day. You know, there might be some days even when you're buying businesses that you wake up and, and you just, you know, you might think to yourself, well, you know, I'm going to take a day off today, but you know you have things to do. And, and I, I just always revert to my why. Why am I doing it? Yeah. yeah, I'm doing it for myself, of course. You know, I want I want luxurious things in life. I want to live a good lifestyle, but... I also want to provide for my family's family's family and generations down the line. So for me, yeah, I can only speak on my own journey. I did burn all bridges. I did quit my job, but then I went six months without having nothing, not a penny. You know, I I had days in that six months where I couldn't even feed my daughter. You know, I had times there where I was sleeping on a mattress on the floor
1: Mm.
2: and I I didn't even have a bed in my room. You know, this, this all happened. You know, but I just know in my head, I wasn't living in that state. You know, to me, I was living in Palace. I was living in the house that I'm in right now. I visualised all this. Me and my girlfriend spoke two years ago and she says, if we could pick one house to live in, where would it be? And now we're in it. You know, so, yeah, if, hmm. if, if you're in a job that, that you like and it's providing for you and you don't wake up every day feeling that it's, um, you know, and, and this is why I quit boxing as well, actually, I'll, I'll get into that. Now, I quit boxing because it wasn't a hobby anymore. It wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't making me feel good. It was like a, an obligation for me to do it. Now, when that happens, I always feel best to just get out because I, I, I think, you know, it, it, if you appreciate your health, your wealth, your mindset, then you have to take action on it. And if you're doing something that you hate, you know, it's, it's probably not the right thing for you.
0: Yeah, yeah. What a great, I, I love that Declan. Like the same thing as uh, same thing with me, man. I was sleeping on the floor. It was like when I left and I think what's important. So like Joshua, as we answer this question, it's the problem with plan B's is you have a plan B. That's the problem. It's like, for example, it's like, there's, there's like you said, uh, Declan and, and, you know, uh, Ken too. It's like, you know, I have all these people that work for me now. And it's like, their, their livelihood relies on me now as a CEO of companies. If I don't perform, they don't get paid. And it's a whole different world when, you know, when you're just clocking into a job and clocking back out, you know, you can go home and shut the, shut the business off. Right. But it's a different, it, it is a different breed of person. Right. So I think that's important to understand. So Joshua, it's like, if you're going to do that you're kind of going to put one foot in one foot out you just got to make sure that both feet are in 100 and what you're doing i think that's the biggest part and i always say like your partner too is very important your you know you know spouse partner loved one, girlfriend boyfriend whatever it is it's like they have to be fully engrossed in what you're doing involve them in the process because if they're not it's going to be a difficult journey so
1: i think for success as well you know the the mindset that you need to have is that success is your duty your obligation and your responsibility so failure is an option because failure is a lesson it's a teacher it's going to teach you a way of how not to do it so just having that in your mind that success is the it's my duty it's my obligation and responsibility to be able to provide for my family i think um is a very important mindset to have
2: yeah definitely failure you know um i failed more times than i've succeeded in life that <laughs> yeah. um, to me and I, and I love that i love that fact you know um and when I started to learn about anxiety, when I started to take control of my anxiety, you know, the type of guy that I am, I actually started putting myself in anxious situations just to try and control my own anxiety um, because that's the way my head works. So, you know, failure is never a failure unless you give up. If you don't give up, you'll never fail.
1: you are going to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. So you are got to start, you are got to, like say, put yourself in an uncomfortable situation so that you start to get comfortable with being uncomfortable and that's the only way that you can learn and I had to do the same things I had a bit of anxiety as well was putting myself in the situations that made me feel uh, nervous and uh, it, it makes it's character building it makes you stronger it Makes you, it makes you who you are today
2: yeah a comfort zone is a scary place to live now, place. I, I had this I had this just before I came on this call I, I was sitting doing some some breathing you know sitting doing some breathing techniques mm-hmm. in and out um, just trying to control my emotions, um, my anxiety that I still have, that I'm aware of and embrace. You know, I was trying to control that, but, you know, with taking control, with taking, again, I'm on here because I take opportunities. Yes. You know, I don't, I don't live in my comfort zone. This is why I stand up at every event that I go to. That's why I'm the first person to stand up and speak. Because if I know if I stretch that comfort zone, then I'd be a better person tomorrow than what I am today again, that's all I'm trying to do. I'm just competing with myself and I'm just simply trying to be a better me.
0: That's beautiful, that's beautiful. And then I noticed you brought up too, you know, on the spiritual side, you brought up like a a cold water therapy and things like that. Are those those some of the things you do? Like you talked about meditation, cold water therapy. That's, uh, tell me a little bit about that, your routine in regards to that.
2: Yeah, so it was, that's a huge part of, of who I am today, not just in business, but in life in general. Now, for me, it was it. It all started again from anxiety, and this was a, a way for me to step out of my reality at that time. When I was meditating, you know, I, I wasn't I wasn't Declan anymore. I I was just simply I was simply nowhere, you know. I, I was just in the present moment, which was amazing. And um, it took me away. You know, I've I've been meditating now for about two two and a half years or something, yeah. and it, it's a must. You know, it's a must for me. Yeah. Even at night time, um, my daughter meditates. My daughter is six um, and she she copies me. You know, she does what I do. She does okay. a cold water and stuff like that. And um, sometimes, not all the time, um, but she, she has tried cold water. She does a meditation every night when she's going to sleep, just like her dad. Um, and for me as well, I do a lot of reprogramming in my subconscious mind when I go to sleep. It's all about affirmations. You know, I am, I can, I will. Um, and it's so important, you know, because what it does is it installs that belief in yourself. Yeah. that You are worth more. You can do something with the right attitude. So, yeah, um, you know, it, the, the thing is as well, with this little, you know, mindset training can be a very dangerous space as well. Because if you look online, you know, you have so many people telling you what will work, what you should do and if it doesn't work for you there's something wrong with you so i think you have to be careful with the whole mindset space yes. and this is why i said earlier that i tried 101 things only three things work for me which was meditation cold water and physical training so only yeah. three things that work for me that's my therapy you know that's what takes me out of my day i, ha- I have a busy lifestyle so that's what takes me out of that and that that's what makes me, you know, go the next day again. So find what works for you, you know. Don't find what works for other people. Find what works for
0: you. Yeah, that's beautiful, man. God, we are like fully aligned. Those are the, the ice, the cold water is my thing. Meditation and hit, hit training. That's like so. Like people don't realize that, you know, we, the things that we're all doing. Everybody's super busy. You can't think of anything else. So if you're having trouble meditating, you go into cold water. You're present. <laughs> there is no nothing else to think about but breath, right? And so I think that's really important too, as, as Ken and I have really been encouraging people to like, yeah, we're going to go through one of the biggest economic collapses in history, but it's nothing new under the sun. This has happened over and over again in history, right? And it's those who control their mind, control their body, control their heart, control their gut, and, and, and then activate. Like, you know, we could all just sit back. I think this is important. We could all just sit back with our hands underneath our butt during the economic collapse, or we can just go for it, right? Like we're all doing right now. I think that's really important. So Ken, what are some habits you do? So, I mean, being so successful and traveling... And that's one of the things that, that almost gives me anxiety watching how much you travel. I'm like, ah, I'm such a routine person. Ken's like in Poland, that he's in Dubai, and he's like, he's traveling. I'm like, how do you, like, what are some key things that you focus on to keep grounded?
1: Yeah, you know, the, one of the issues of it actually just now is getting enough sleep. So I've been buying a lot of material about learning how to sleep the circadian mm-hmm. rhythm. Um, yeah. So, so for me, the, the, speaking about my problems, that's the biggest problem I've got because I'm high in life and excited. So, I can't physically sleep until I burnt a candle out, mm. me, and then I pass out. And then, as soon as I wake up, I'm like, don't touch the phone, don't touch the phone. And then I touch the phone, it's four or five o'clock in the morning, I sleep about four hours, I start getting into my emails. I know I shouldn't be doing it, but I start to do it, I start creating a bit of content, posting stories on Instagram. Uh, Ken Max shows what I am on Instagram for anybody who wants to follow me. I've got to post a lot of actionable stories and things that are going to help you and make you feel good about your day. Uh, but yeah, so that's one of my habits is posting uh, content that's going to help people, make an impact in people's lives. And then I'm uh, very regimental. So I like to do the five-day work week. So uh, Sunday to Thursday, in Dubai, they've actually changed the laws in Dubai uh, so that they can change the weekend, which is really cool. So now oh, when well, they go back to Dubai, uh, it's, they've changed it from Friday afternoon to Monday. But my work week is going to start from Monday to Friday. So I'll be in the office, I'll be knocking, usually, you know, 10 to 15, 16 hours a day So what I'm working by choice. I'm choosing my own stress. So uh, Success for me has been able to choose to be in the office. I love to be in the office and I'm able to choose my own stress. So that for me is success, Um, has been able to choose my own stress. I work there very regimentally. And my, my my focus has now changed since we had the start of the pandemic, and since understanding Agenda 2030, and what and understanding that everything is by design. So that makes me even more motivated now to create uh, more wealth, you know, financial yes. wealth, stability in my life, and also to help educate other people. Knowing that I came from the last uh, recession, the Great Recession of 2007, I'm here. I survived it. I was able to buy businesses. And thrive. So I believe you know I'm probably one of the best uh, uh, people to guide somebody through an uncertain situation because I've been there. I started there. Was laughter, and when I told people I was going to buy businesses during the recession at 21 years of age, they laughed at me. But I proved them wrong. I I used that as my catalyst, as my fuel to thrive and survive. So now I'm even more motivated to help people. Uh, Hence, I I created the uh, the uh, my coaching about a year ago, back in January last year before we had the lockdowns. So yeah, i have just been super motivated now. And as I've started to understand the situation that, that we're in, the agenda, and what's coming with the cyber attacks, I'm more motivated to help as many people as I can, get my message out there, help normal people understand you do not need money to make money. And yeah, Money to Friday, that is my routine. It's focusing on deals, we do the bootcamp once a week, working on deals, working on grow my asset, calling myself. And I do a lot of investing in the crypto markets. Usually about 11 o'clock at night is when I start to wrap things up. And then on a Friday, um, I spend a bit more time with the family, Saturday time with the family. uh, And Sunday, you know, have an easier day on Sunday, you know, spend some more time with the family. But also, I'm always present in the business environment, which is maybe not a good thing because I find it difficult to switch off. But like Declan said, you need to find what works for you and for me. Um, I, get, I feel agitated when I'm not working because I've just been so used to doing what I do. So you've got to just find what works for you. Some some people can go on holiday, kick their feet back, and, uh, you know, they can lie by the beach. But I'm not that person. I've taken my read, I took my Ray Dalio book with me. I'm reading that. I'm, like, here, I'm supposed to be here on holiday. and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about just continuing living here as I'm working on deals in the Ukraine. I'm just working. I'm working here now. And, you know, my family have accepted that's just who I am. That's just yeah. what I do. Yeah. So I'm, that, I'm at my happiest when I'm able to do stuff like this and help people and create value and be a creative person. So you just got uh, to, it, it's up to you guys what routine is going to fit your, re- uh, how regimental you want to be. So you can't just take somebody's blueprint and say, I want to do what you do from, from six to seven from eight to nine. Just do what makes you happy. Like for me, I'm happy to cancel meetings. Uh, I, I'm happy to cancel a meeting and just go out for the afternoon and do something with the family. Yeah, you know, that, that, that might not work for you guys, but it works for me. And then I can pick up on the important things the next day. So, so yeah. that's where I'm at.
0: I love it. I love it. We're right at the top of the hour. So, Declan, I want to respect your time, but I want to do like a lightning round. So, De- Declan, I, I really like your, your inspiration, your motivation and your visualization. So where's Declan going to be in the next 10 years?
2: A lot further than you am today. We will definitely have a hundred million pound company um within five years, never mind ten years. So ten years, you know, we want to take that to a billion pound company, and that will be in the the junior
1: and senior care space.
0: Awesome, I love it, Ken Mac. Where are you going to be in the next ten years? Hmm. So agenda twenty thirty. What
1: what age are it going to be? 2030, seven years from now. It's a good question, man. I'll probably die doing deals. I just can't. I can't, <laughs> picture, I can't picture myself retiring. To be fair, um, maybe I'll be sitting on a um, a yacht, maybe not a big one. Um, enjoying my weekends on the water in Dubai Marina or back in uh, back in Marbella. But I just enjoyed it. I'm doing it. I retired about eleven years ago. Um, in terms of you know financial goals, you probably will you know we turning over about a billion plus in, in combined revenues. Uh, but i'm just enjoying being present in the moment Uh, i'm happy being able to be there every day for my family and uh, you know just continue doing what i'm doing so we'll just see where the future takes me
0: yeah i love it so coach jb in the next 10 years i said like i said to i'll be a billionaire in the next 10 years and it has nothing to do with money wars this is all about freedom so every single person on here this is all about freedom understanding free in your dome we're three normal everyday guys that are doing exactly what you have the capability of doing. Now, one thing you should recognize, we're all very different people. So hopefully you can see yourself in one of us, right? So the often the frustration comes when you see the rock, right? We can't be the rock. And I don't want to be the rock. I am the best coach JV of all time. I am the greatest of all time with my fingerprint and my DNA. So that's what we're hoping to do. Not hoping. That's what we are doing. We're hoping to open up your mind. We are opening up your mind and awareness to the possibilities for you as a human being. We really love and appreciate you, Declan. Thank you so much for taking your time out of your day from your daughter and your businesses and your holiday to join us. Ken Mack, thank you again. So internally grateful for your mentorship uh, and being Mr. Miyagi in my life. Wax on, wax on and making me uncomfortable, which I love. And we appreciate all of you guys for watching this channel. Make sure you share, like, subscribe, check out the, the podcast if you like to drive around. This is also on podcast. This will be the biggest financial education show in history. As we always say, Warriors, ha, let's get your shit together. Let's go.